As Earth Keepers, we hold wisdom about our planet within our bodies learned through lifetimes of experience on Earth and throughout the cosmos. I'm Amy Dempster, a shamanic practitioner and your host for the Earth Keepers podcast, and I'm on a journey to reconnect with my soul family, the other Earth Keepers, grid workers, portal tenders, land stewards, and nature lovers around the world. On this podcast, you won't find gurus or dogma, just a safe space where I share personal stories from my spiritual journey. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Earth Keepers podcast. I really can't believe it's already Thanksgiving next week and that the days are dwindling in this weird, crazy, cool, transformational year. And to say thanks to everyone who's been here with me for this journey this year, I've put the Earth Tenders Academy on sale for the rest of this month. Yep, you've got two weeks left to get 20% off. There's a link in the show notes where you can learn all about it and join, and I really hope to see you there. Now, let's jump into this week's topic, time. Have you ever stopped to ask yourself, what is time? As it turns out, the idea of time is exactly that, just an idea, something we have collectively agreed to follow and abide by. But over the past couple of years, my guides have been showing me that it's so much more than that. It all started one summer evening when I noticed a spirit standing in my bedroom next to a painting I inherited from my grandparents. This isn't just any old painting, although it is an old painting. It comes with quite the story, and as it turns out, a family legacy. My grandfather remembers it hanging in his mother's house when he was a child. When she passed away, it went to his sister, and then to him after she passed away, and then to me after he and my grandmother passed away a few years ago. Over a decade ago, my grandparents were in town to visit us, and we all went out to dinner one night. My grandfather had a variety of stories about seeing spirits during his life, but on this evening, he told one that I'd never heard before. He said that there was a spirit that lived in a painting in his bedroom. Every night as he would lay down to bed, the spirit would appear and sit in the chair next to his bed. It was a man in a hat who he didn't recognize. This was like a stop the presses moment for me. Every night, I asked him, for how long? Oh, I don't know, he said, maybe 20 years. I'm sorry, what? Do you know who he is? Nope. What does he say to you? Nothing. What do you do when you see him? I asked. And he showed me a little two finger salute from his forehead as if to acknowledge his presence and say goodnight. This became a topic of much discussion in the family. How was my grandpa so chill about this encounter? Who was this guy and why was he there? None of us ever figured it out in the years before he died and nobody else ever saw the man, including my grandma, before or after he passed away. So when my mom was cleaning out their house a few years ago and asked if there was anything I wanted, I said that I would love to have the painting if nobody else wanted it. I didn't think there was actually a spirit in the painting. I just thought that it was perhaps how one of his guides showed up to him. And I just love the connection to spirit and to him. My husband immediately inspected the painting when it arrived and then hung it on the wall next to his side of the bed, probably hoping the spirit would show himself to him. 
But then two years passed until that summer evening over a year ago. I was sitting on the couch kind of late in the evening and out of the corner of my eye, I noticed him. There was definitely a man standing right next to the painting. I honestly kind of blew it off because it seemed too strange. I think I mentioned to my husband as we fell asleep that night, pretty sure I saw the man in the painting this evening. And then we fell asleep. But the next night, he was there again. Okay, I'm not making this up, I thought. So I decided to connect with him and see what he had to say. He introduced himself as Jean-Pierre and said that he was my guide for interdimensional work and that the painting was connected to a portal with my soul family. He said he would begin to connect the dots for me so that I could explore this work with my conscious mind. In retrospect, I think perhaps I summoned him in some way by asking a lot of questions in the weeks leading up to that encounter. What is time, I kept asking. What does it mean to actually change timelines? Things like that. And while I only saw him once or twice after that, the answers started flowing through in my dreams, from books, and even TV shows I was guided to. Jean-Pierre was indeed connecting the dots. So let me under share my understanding with you here. The first thing to understand is that time is not linear like it appears to us to be. We see the sun rise and set, people grow old, projects that have a beginning, a middle, and an end. It helps hold the idea of linear time together for us, kind of proves it to be true as we witness it. But time is actually more like a sphere, one big vibrating ball of energy with zillions of pinpricks all over the surface of the sphere, each one representing a different timeline, which we'll get to in a moment. Linear time is an illusion that helps give us context. But through the ascension process, that illusion is slowly crumbling, and the true nature of time is becoming more obvious, which feels really weird when it happens. You start mixing up whether or not memories you have actually happened, or what order things happened in. Your dreams feel real, and reality feels like a dream. Things like that. So. On this giant vibrating sphere of time, absolutely everything is happening simultaneously. What you think of as a past life is actually an other life. Because on a soul level, you're so much more than what is currently embodied as what you think of as you in your life right now. It only takes a fraction of your soul to power you as you know yourself. Pretty humbling, right? So why would your soul send a tiny little fractal of yourself to earth to live 10 or 50 or 100 years and wait for all the lessons of that life to be learned before calling that fractal back and then doing it all over again in another lifetime? That's not very efficient at all. So the big you that is your soul, your higher self, has fractured itself out into zillions of other versions and timelines simultaneously so that you can be learning and evolving all together and sharing that information and knowledge between all of the other versions of yourself to evolve all at once, which, let's be honest, is pretty cool. Now, time as we know it is actually held within a primary timeline. This is explained more in depth in the channel book Earth, Pleiadian Keys to the Living Library, that I also mentioned on last week's episode. 
you can think of a timeline as a big tube of energy that's anchored into the earth and holding the general construct we think of as reality into place. The timeline keeps us in a kind of collective agreement about what's true. It also keeps weird stuff from happening, like your house being in the exact same place and time every single day. It doesn't slip into a wormhole and disappear while you're out running errands. It stays put because the rules of the timeline tell it to stay put. So primary timelines are huge packets of energy constructed by entities who know what they're doing when it comes to timelines. In fact, one version of you might even be doing this work. But within this primary timeline, there are infinite lesser timelines. You can think of it like a tree. The trunk is the primary timeline, and all of the branches are secondary timelines. They're different, but they branch off of the primary timeline, so everything is still connected and makes sense. The creators of the primary timeline decide how many secondary timelines are open or closed. They decide how much time you can explore and discover. But they can't just willy-nilly make new primary timelines whenever they feel like it. Collective consciousness has to match the energy of the timeline they want to anchor in. When collective consciousness takes a big jump up, the energy opens for a new timeline to come in. The book Earth said that two events where this has happened is the splitting of the atom in 1938 and harmonic convergence in 1987. And my understanding from my guides is that on the Saturn-Pluto conjunction on January 12, 2020, we made a collective jump and a new timeline anchored in, which is one of the reasons our external reality has shifted so much this year. Everyone and everything had to shift and adjust to this new timeline. Because what happens when a new timeline anchors in is that there are now all kinds of secondary timelines that no longer have a primary timeline to anchor to. They're just kind of dangling in space and time until they complete or are cleared. So we've been simultaneously experiencing the new timeline while the old timelines try to figure out what the heck just happened, why they no longer have the energy they need to keep going, and why people aren't behaving the same way they have in the past. Once there was a new primary timeline, the keepers of time have been busy unlocking the doors to the new secondary timelines for us to explore, while the old timelines we have memories of have been getting cleared out. My guides worked with me extensively between January and March this year to do a lot of this work, as I'm sure other people around the world were guided to do as well. In fact, I created an entire module in the Earth Tenders Academy that explains the process my guides taught me for clearing old timelines and a meditation for you to practice it for yourself. This is why you may suddenly notice that memories you once had are somehow missing or different, or you remember them, but you don't have the same energetic attachment to them. The timeline has shifted, so if you want to, you can just let old stuff go now with much less effort than in the past. Okay, so that's the big picture about time. Now let's go down the rabbit hole of your own personal timelines. It's a little bit dizzying, but ultimately you don't really have to completely understand it. You can just feel into the energy of what resonates for you. So 
back to the idea of you being just a fractal of your whole self. You also have the free will and choice to be on any number of timelines you'd personally like to explore. When I first started thinking about this, I kept getting confused about the how. But how do you shift timelines? Is this like a time travel thing? Do I need to have some kind of special gift or tool to do this? No. As per usual, it's much simpler than we think. Timelines are dictated by our personal choices. That's it. You make a choice, you choose a timeline. You make another choice, you're on another timeline. And the other timeline you don't choose still plays out. You can explore all of them. There is a version of you exploring every choice you didn't make. Plus this version of you now that's exploring all of the choices in this timeline. This is why you have deja vu. Because some of the timelines are so close together, they seem like you've already had the experience, but with one small change. Because you have. And it's all happening at the same time. This is also why two people can be in the same place at the same time and have completely different memories about what happened. Because although you're together, you're each on your own timeline. And things may in fact be different in each timeline. Furthermore, all of the different versions of you are sending information back and forth to the other versions. That version of you that made the other choice and learned a hard lesson, it basically mails all the other versions of you a little packet of energy that you, with your free will, can either accept or reject. You know when you suddenly know the answer to a problem you've been trying to figure out forever? Or you wake up one morning realizing that you cannot take one more day in your crappy job, relationship, house, whatever? That's because the other version of you is seriously trying to help you out. That you is like, dude, get out. You do not have to do this. We already learned this lesson. Bye-bye. And then that you can either run with that energy and have new experiences or just keep hitting yourself over the head with a hammer and keep experiencing it some more just for fun. Because, you know, free will and all. This is also how miracle healings happen. People are able to step onto the timeline where their body is perfectly healed. I love the Netflix documentary Heal and the Gaia series Rewired if you want to dive into this idea further. So that's a lot. And if you're still with me, the next step in this process is to realize that with all of these timelines available to us, It's impossible to screw up your life, ever. There's like a zillion versions of you. And every choice you make every day creates another timeline to explore. Don't like the choice you made? No big deal. Pick a new one. Then another one after that. Just see what happens. Things get infinitely more interesting when you align with your higher self and then make the choice you think your higher self would pick. But ultimately, what's happening through Ascension is that you're able to access more and more of these other versions of yourself whenever you want. In addition to versions of yourself living on Earth, there's also many not living on the Earth. They're on other planets or in other dimensions. Pieces of you also stay behind in spirit, not incarnated at all. 
helping all of the incarnated versions. And those energies that we call guides or helping spirits aren't really separate from us at all. They're just other versions of us in other places in space and time popping in to help us remember what we already know. Every time they remind me of that, the universe feels smaller and smaller, and I'm able to really feel the interconnectedness of everything. It's at once both complicated and endlessly simple. So, okay, I've given you plenty of mind-bending thoughts for this week. I hope you have some fun playing with time and timelines to see how flexible they really are. And there's even more to discover inside the Earth Tenders Academy. If you're not already familiar with the Earth Tenders Academy, it's my nine-module online course. But I like to think of it as a portal to your own remembering. The things the other versions of you already know. The first three modules are meant to activate your light body, learn more about working with your own energy body, clearing and protecting your space, how to discern different types of spirits, and begin to work with vibration and frequency. The second three modules are where you calibrate your compass. You'll get to know the land and water where you live, meet your ancient ancestors, and the spirits of the land themselves. In the final three modules, you'll begin to dream a new world. This is where you get comfortable working outside of space and time. Practice specific methods for healing work with the land. Learn to help earthbound spirits cross over. And also start thinking about how you can share your gifts with others. You work through the pre-recorded video lessons and guided meditations at your own pace. I find that most people have different places in the course where they want to pause to integrate the information that's coming through. Or they want to spend more time working on a specific aspect. So... There's no pressure to keep up week by week. Twice each month, we gather together on Zoom for live calls. The first one is focused on practicing doing intuitive readings and healing work with specific pieces of land or properties. I guide us through the reading, and then we all share and compare notes about our experiences. This is the best way I've found for you to really trust the intuitive information that's coming through for you you'll see that you're getting the same details other people are getting and that you're not just making it all up. On our second call each month, I hang out on Zoom for an hour for Q&A or general discussion about pretty much any subject or experience you want to discuss. These calls are so much fun because it's kind of like we're all just sitting around the kitchen table sharing ideas and experiences with other people who totally get what we're talking about. I always feel so energized after these calls when I hear about all the cool things everyone else is doing or working on or thinking about. We also have a supportive Facebook community where you can ask questions and get to know the other earth tenders from around the world. So if this is calling to you, I would love, love, love to have you join us. And bonus, it's 20% off through the end of November. So check it out at the link in the show notes. In the meanwhile, have a fantastic week and I'll see you back here next Tuesday. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to the earth keepers podcast. I'm so honored to share this journey with you. I would love it if you join me and other earth keepers from around the world in the following Hawks earth keepers community on Facebook. To find the show notes, additional resources, or learn more about working with me, go to earthkeeperspodcast.com. Until next time, I'll see you in the multiverse.